Hello. Hello. Good afternoon, sir. This is Nishtha Gautam. I sent you a text. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, sir, uh, today the Hindu has uh, carried an editorial yes. lambasting yes. the PCI. Yes, on the wrong side. Yes. Yes. Yes, sir. I, uh, you know, as an as an industry veteran, I really want to know where you stand on the matter. I think it's disgraceful what the press council said. It's a, you know, it's a dystopian press council. It appears, and uh, who, whoever is behind it, it's quite disgraceful. And this is the lowest point the press council has, uh, which was once abolished during the emergency. As it's a statutory quasi, as the Hindu editorial points out. Yes. Quasi judicial, uh, supposed to be autonomous, and its mandate is to a two two parts of the mandate. One is to protect freedom of the press. Uh, and of journalists, and the second is to uh, uh, monitor uh, the uh, ethics. Yeah, maintain, of the yeah, maintain yeah, high standards of, of yeah, uh, yeah, journalism. Yeah. Right. Say that uh, it's just a dystopia, dystopia, -I -I a dystopian vision of media freedom in India, because they say, as the Hindu editorial points out, in the interest of the integrity and sovereignty of the nation, these restrictions. No, this, I, is this is also blatantly uh, uh, unconstitutional because uh, art Article 19, 19A uh, uh, in particular, yes. uh, uh, you know, has this concept of reasonable restrictions, and they are uh, under heads specified by law. Right. Sir. So, if, so anything, any any censorship, any attack can be justified if this is the standard uh, mm -hmm. in the name of. Uh, the uh, in, in, uh, integrity and sovereignty of the nation. Then there's public order and so on. Absolutely, yeah. you. So uh, it is. It is being raised uh, clearly as a bogey. It is a. It is worse than a bogey. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, this is not called for by the press council. Obviously, they are uh, trying to curry favor mm -hmm. with, uh, uh, with with the you know those who have made the decision in Kashmir and uh, disgraceful. Right, sir. Can uh, you can you remember? I don't know, but I I, I, I mm -hmm. hope the working journalists, mm -hmm. and the editors, have not gone along with it because if you look at the composition of the press council, it's packed with people who shouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not. It's a, it's a completely wrong concept. On the one hand, it seems it's packed with the industry people, but there are MPs, there are uh, others, officials, and of course, uh, retired the judges, uh, chair. So I, I'm not privy to who took what position. We can find out. <laughs> Uh, we have sources enough, but uh, uh, disgraceful to use the press council in this way. And I, I don't think it, it could have been a democratically arrived decision of the press council. No, sir. Uh, people have uh, actually the members have uh, uh, come out and said that they were not even consulted. Ah, then uh, oh, the chairman issued it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. That they were yeah. they were not even uh, consulted, that and they're going sense. to yeah they're going to file another affidavit saying that we do not endorse this. Yeah, they, they could also issue their own statement condemning this. Mm -hmm. Members of the press council, who right. are there, you know, they can't just be removed. They can issue a statement uh, as mm -hmm. uh, uh, if, even if they are in a minority in the mm -hmm. press council, which, as I said, is packed with uh, the composition is all wrong. The press council. Sir, normally, has it? Yeah, has it? Has, mm -hmm. Normally, an independent uh, ombudsman-like body would have uh, independent members, right. free of both the industry and the government. Mm -hmm. And those in authority, it should be independent. That's the idea of the, uh, uh, which was floated in the, in, in the UK mm -hmm. uh, in the Levison report, because it's yes. not coming to force. But the whole idea that they should be independent, 
uh, and so on. So uh, this is uh, this is dystopia for media freedom. Right, sir. Can you can you recall any other incident in the past where something like this had happened? Maybe not as severe as as what has happened now, but uh, you know where where the press council of India has actually become a mouth person, uh, you know, the spokesperson and the mouthpiece of the government of the day. I can't vouch for every detail, but I I'm, I'm not aware of any mm -hmm. any anything uh, like this. Mm -hmm. Nothing like this has happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, to my knowledge, and in fact, uh, uh, the fact that uh, Indira Gandhi's government uh, had the uh, press council abolished during the emergency mm -hmm. uh, is some kind of tribute to at least its potential. I don't know what they, I can't remember what they actually did. Mm -hmm. The press council was seen as a fetter, an unnecessary restriction on emergency powers, right. censorship. Mm -hmm. So I can't think of uh, this. Must be uh, the lowest point, I think. And in any case, it's disgraceful in this day and age. Right. So and undemocratic. It's uh, it's arbitrary. If uh, you know, you mentioned that uh, they said they were not consulted. Mm -hmm. So, so the. Where do we go from be, here? Sir? Be, in fact, it is illegitimate. It can't be a decision of the press council. For, uh, the chairman issued it, did he? Yes. Justice Prasad did the statement, and yes. then it's not. So, it, so you can question even the legitimacy of the position taken by the press council because uh, this is not the position of the press council. This is the position of some individual mm -hmm. who uh, who's, who's there. Right, but sir, people, people and in may... 2019, just to, I got the Raja right. Ramohan Rai Award uh, mm -hmm. given, instituted by the press council and Sergeant Gatesley presented the award. There were other awards also, but this was one of the major ones. And... Uh, so I, I suddenly I, I was surprised, but uh, uh, you know, it's not. It's, this is not to say the press council has not been uh, done any good work in the past, because uh, although it's often seen as toothless, mm -hmm. it has uh, blown the whistle on malpractices, and so on. sometimes it's exceeded its brief, mm -hmm. just uh, just sending off uh, poorly informed messages, show cause notices, and so on to journalists and newspapers. Sometimes uh, justifiably also. Mm -hmm. uh, but it doesn't. It doesn't have any teeth, uh, as they say, because it's no enforcement powers. The only powers it has is that of a civil court in ask, right. asking people to uh, uh, to uh, come before, appear before it. Mm -hmm. But uh, you are under no obligation to uh, implement any of that. Right, so then why have a body uh, uh, of this nature at all? Because if they are going to kowtow to the government anyway and become an extension of the government, then why have a regulatory body in the place? It is not a regulatory body. It's a statutory Sta body which mm -hmm. uh, which sort of uh, has some, we hoped it had some moral authority. Yeah. Because though that mandate, you know, that two, two aspects of its mandate uh, are, are quite uh, Worthwhile because uh, you need some check on mm -hmm. uh, unprofessional and uh, unethical practices, at least uh, blowing the whistle on them. Mm -hmm. uh, and and secondly, you need protection for the press. Right, but have you have you misuse of power? And mm -hmm. as the Hindu editorial pointed out, uh, mm -hmm. on, the, on Punjab, it took uh, a good stand. Right. Uh, during the Punjab uh, militancy in the mm -hmm. early uh, 1900s, where. Uh, 1990s, did yes. stand up, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 1990s, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Early 1990s, years of militancy. Um, that uh, 
It's supported, it says, I'm reading from the director, the Punjab press in its efforts to inform the people truthfully mm -hmm. and impartially. So, right. And also, the yeah. And the press council had some, you know, dear, uh, pulled up the uh, large sections of the Hindi press uh, for mm -hmm. its co coverage of, uh, you know, the Uttar Pradesh, uh, you know, the Ram Janmabhumi issue that uh, the, the press, to, to summarize the... Uh, both the majority and the minority reports uh, play turned car seva. Mm -hmm. so that was a good good contribution because it looked at the details. Mm -hmm. And on and on paid news, although it didn't uh, come out with uh, uh, you know the it, the it's the minority report that really named names and uh, you know blew the whistle on outright corruption mm -hmm. in the media because the other because uh, uh, there was a lot of protection for the delinquent. Uh, right. Report the, uh, one of the first things that Justice Karju did as chairman of the press council was to put that report, mm -hmm. the minority report, on its website. Mm -hmm. Till then, it was being it was uh, being circulated uh, partially, informally, and so on. It, uh, the press council didn't do it, but uh, Justice Karju deserves credit for uh, uh, Markandey Karju for, right, uh, for right. putting that on the website, and the truth came out right, uh, to more people than would have otherwise been the case. Uh, right, so, so I think. Uh, there have been some worthwhile contributions, but uh, but the whole thing is not uh, it, it's not suited to the present times. Mm -hmm. The whole structure of the press council. So the problem is what will come in its place. Right. And, uh, so you may you may even get worse. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, sir. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks a lot for speaking to me. This is for Quint. Yes, uh, sir. You're going to do a story. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, uh, okay. All right, sir. Thank you so much. Bye.